men who wear the same kit as the men. If Lewis can start this and spread it, it's you know it's going to be great for women's football. again everybody it feels good to be back and what better way to get back into the league swing of things than a derby against Worthing. As things stand Worthing sit in third on 15 points with Lewis there just three points behind in ninth but with a game in hand. It's match day here at Japan and it's the Rooks against the Mackerel Men. So we shall start, as we always do, with a history of our visitors. The club, then, was formed as Worthing Association Football Club in February 1886 and played friendlies and Sussex Senior Cup ties for the first few years of their existence. In 1896, the club became founding members of the West Sussex Football League, joining the senior division. During their time in the West Sussex League, they were league champions on seven occasions. In May of 1900, the club absorbed local rivals Worthing Athletic, and a year later moved to its current home, then known as the Sports Ground, now as Woodside Road. In 1905, another rival team, Worthing Rovers, was also absorbed. The club's intriguing nickname of the Rebels dates from when it resigned from the West Sussex League over a rule change prior to becoming a founding member of the Sussex County League in 1920. Previously, Worthing had always been known as the Mackerel Men um, as a reference to the fish on the crest, but let's be honest, I think most purists would still call them the Mackerel Men. In 1920, Worthing became founding members of the Sussex County League, where once again they won eight league titles. In fact, in the 20 seasons prior to the Second World War, they only finished outside the top four on two occasions. In 48 and 49, Worthing joined the Corinthian League but met with little success. In 1963, the Corinthian League disbanded and most of its clubs joined the newly created Athenian League Division 1, where Worthing won promotion at the first attempt, although after three seasons in the Premier Division, two successive relegations saw them drop to Division 2. After managing a return to the top division, Worthing joined the Ismian League in 1977, initially in Division 2. But by 1983, they had reached the Premier Division under manager Barry Lloyd and in fact finished as runners-up in 83-84 and 84-85. After Lloyd's departure to the Albion, however, the club soon slipped back down to Division 2, finishing bottom of Division 1 in the 1991 season with only 10 points and having conceded a whopping 157 goals. 
Former Northern Ireland international Jerry Armstrong was appointed manager in 1991 and, in 1992-93, led the club to promotion back to Division 1, which was followed two years later by a return to the Premier Division under John Robson. Although Worthing finished bottom in their first season back in the Premier Division and were to remain in Division 1 until 2004, when the reorganisation of the English Football League system saw them move back to the Premier Division. They were relegated, though, again at the end of the 2006-2007 season. The club then reached the playoffs under manager Alan Pook, two seasons in a row, losing both matches without scoring a goal. Unknown young manager Simon Colbrand then took the helm and soon became a fan's favourite as the Rebels topped the league for much of autumn and winter. Despite several budget cuts, the Rebels finished third and narrowly missed out in the playoffs at home to Godalming. Former Albion player Adam Hinshelwood was appointed Worthing manager in December 2013 and lost his first game away at Burgess Hill 4-1. In January 2015, the playing budget at the club was completely cut and its debt revealed to be around £200,000. The future of the club looks in serious doubt until March 2015 when local football enthusiast George Dow became the majority shareholder in the club with plans to invest in various areas. On the 10th of June 2015, Hinchelwood resigned from the club to take up a full-time coaching post at Brighton and Hove Albion. He was replaced by assistant manager John Meany and 29-year-old defender Gary Alphick. In 2006, Worthing were promoted to the Ismian Premier League via the playoffs, having finished its 15-16 season in third place in the Southern Division. Player manager Gary Alphick was on the score sheet in the playoff final. Despite leaving the club for a post at Brighton Hove Albion, Hinchwood is now back in the dugout for Worthing. <laughs> Now, I had put out a request for an interview with a Worthing fan through social media ahead of this game, but nobody got back to me, running scared of the rooks, I imagine. So I've had to compile my own Worthing review. Now, looking at their last five games, Worthing are coming into this on a bit of a relatively mediocre run of form. Um, The standout result being the 2-1 victory over Chelmsford, um, away from home in the FA Cup. Um, after their 1-1 draw with Leatherhead, uh, where Worthing equalised in the last uh, few minutes of the game, uh, Hinchelwood said of his team, quote, a frustrating game I felt. I've taken the bar in the first five minutes. I thought we were in for an entertaining game. The one we've been wanting for the supporters to enjoy. But it didn't happen as planned. I maybe feel, as it's still early in the season, both us and Leatherhead are in slightly false positions. They're a much better side than where their league position says, and we're maybe in a higher position than we expected, given how young our side is. We are improving, however, all the time, myself included. We try hard every game to find a way to win, and unfortunately, it didn't come off today. End quote. Now, if Lewis are to get a result tonight, then we're going to need to keep David Ajiboyi quiet. The front man has scored four goals so far this season and finds himself just three goals off the top scorer spot at this very early stage of the season. Ooh, talking of Lewis, we're coming up next. Saturday saw Lewis get a what can only be described if you were there as a laborious three points away at Wingate and Finchley. Now, as I said, thankfully I was in the London area anyway on Saturday, but my word, 
what a poor game. And also, terrible match day etiquette by Wingate and Finchley. No pre-match music. What's their problem? However, what's the old cliched saying? Isn't it a sign of a good team? If uh, they play well and they still win, you grind out a victory. Anyway, here's what the gaffer had to say about it. This week you must be very pleased with that. Uh, yeah, I thought it wasn't the greatest game, uh, but showed another side to us. Uh, I thought that we, uh, we, we we dug in there and um, it was a scrappy game. And I thought the first half, I think that we were poor. Um, second half, we, we, we got at them, um, got Brinky overlapping, which was good. And uh, and I thought that we were on the front foot a lot a lot, a lot more. So uh, for me, second half was a lot better than the first half. And I think that in the end, we, we definitely deserve the result. We had to uh, draft in a centre-back at late notice, but I thought we did exceptionally well. Yeah, and uh, as well, I'd like to thank Eastbourne Borough for that. Um, Tom come in and uh, obviously it was a crash and he arrived late, so he was he was almost just you know coming straight in and uh, I thought that he, he, he was exceptional today. Um, and uh, fair play to him. Uh, won everything in the air and Frankie as well. And uh, so... Great debut for himself. Uh, there's a couple of other little debuts as well, because um, obviously we, we've got so many injuries. But I say, hopefully, some of them will be coming back soon. And uh, for me, it's just about getting the result today, and uh, we lick our wounds, and then we, we go we, we go again Monday. And you know, you say you weren't amazingly satisfied with it. We had very few threats on our goal. We made a few nice chances. Nice finish from Hamo as well. Great finish from Ammo, and uh, you know we keep saying to Ammo, um, he's got to get in the box a lot more often. Um, so pleasing for Ammo. Uh, it was a great ball by Omar. Um, like you say, they, they didn't really threat our goal. Um, they were quite big and strong, uh, but, um, but we dominated the game, but without playing fantastic. Uh, it was an unbelievable surface out there, the pitch, and I think that um, you know I thought that we should have got the ball down and played a lot more than what we did. Just thought we looked a little bit lethargic at times, but at the end of the day. Um, probably uh, you know the best result one nil clean sheet and scoring um, so uh, it's good well I thought it was good anyway well done thanks a lot Cheers. now with our FA Cup third round preliminary game away at Bath coming up this Saturday and with the large number of games we've had recently thanks to all the replays it'll be interesting to see what 11 Darren Freeman goes with this evening can we afford to prioritise one over the other does the club want to do we even care all those questions and more, I'm sure by now you will know the answers to. Well, on that note, I think I will call it a day. Thank you very much as always for listening. And if you're a Worthing fan listening to this and you didn't get involved, well, you've only yourself to blame. See you again soon, popular.